This is the call for freedom. This is the call for your truest, most authentic self to step forward. This is the call to turn inward and face the darkness and the light that lives within. You're listening to the Divinity Unbridled Podcast, and I'm your host, Hannah Rose Childs. My mission is to awaken and inspire your truth from within. I'm bringing you real, unfiltered access to the cosmos and the underworld to the sacred union of the divine feminine and the divine masculine, and to the pathway home to the fullest parts of your soul. Get ready to go deep. Get ready to ignite your internal fire. Get ready to unleash your fullest self. It's time to step into the truth of who you are. I see you, and your soul is beaming. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the show. Good morning. I am so thrilled to welcome my guest today, who is not only a dear friend, but a soul sister. She is a channel and cosmic healer and has over 20 years of experience as a psychotherapist, clinical social worker, and body worker. She is also an astrologist and is the author of the Living the One Light series, a group of channeled books created to assist people in navigating their awakening journeys and embodies many spiritual gifts here on earth, including being able to see people's souls, past lives, and the structure of the earth and the cosmos. We aren't holding back today as we dive into the magic of her gifts. With all of that, welcome Martha Alter Hines. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Uh, well, just to jump in, I would love to hear about of your background. Did you grow up in a spiritual family? Um, what was your childhood like? And how, how did that assist you in, in awakening and discovering some of these gifts? I grew up around the world. I was born in Thailand and lived in Bangladesh and Pakistan and Kenya as a kid and the United States. And I, my family was not particularly spiritual. Um, My great-grandparents, two sets of my great-grandparents were missionaries in India. So my family has a lot of spiritual background but my parents were not are not particularly religious so I grew up in a pretty liberal spiritual environment and mostly I I think growing up I um I learned to embrace the religions of the whole world because I grew up all over the world and and I became really close to people of all different faiths and my stepmother was from Pakistan but she was actually Pakistan is a, is a Muslim country but she's actually Catholic and her family background is actually Hindu so she would take me to Hindu temples and um, and her Christian her Catholic church in Pakistan and and you know I grew up going to like Jehovah's Witness um, congregation with one of my best friends and I went to Jewish ceremonies with other friends so um, I think I just uh, my childhood really impacted me in the sense that it gave me exposure to all different kinds of faith and um, that there is no one right way yeah and did you 
did you, when you were a child, did you feel some of these gifts or did that come later in life when you got clearer on your sort of your path and your beliefs? I didn't consciously feel any of it until <clears throat> I was about 21. When I was seven, I remember going to the school library with my best friend and we got out, we checked out a bunch of books about reincarnation. So we were really interested in those kinds of things, but um, yeah, I didn't consciously, you know, see spirits or remember past lives or anything like that until, until I, in college, I um, took uh, Reiki classes and then I started, when I was doing Reiki on people, I started to realize, oh, wow, I have these weird abilities with my hands to feel people's pain or see people's spirits or see people's guides or see people's past lives when I put my hands on people. And that that was the beginning of, of me really getting it, that there was some, some other layer of everything. And what is that? Like, I'd love for you to describe that feeling because that's something you and I share in a capacity that I can see people's spirits as well, but I see them in a uh, kind of an energetic light and feeling way, and it's really their most exalted self. And you can, from our conversations, you can see many facets of someone, right? You can see them in their highest good, and you can see them in their pain, their suffering. So what does that, like, what does that look like when you look at look into someone I think from growing up in parts of the world where there's so much suffering and then also doing social work for 20 years um, I have seen a lot of suffering and I've seen a lot of incredibly deep pain in people so um, over time I mean on a human level I can just sort of tell I can just see like the person's life story I think just from being like all that experience of working with people, but on a spiritual level, if I really tune into <clears throat> their spirit, I often will see their energy body. Um, and, and I can see their actual like exalted soul, like you said that you can see probably similar. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can see where the soul body is in relation to their physical body. So, like if it ha I can see if it if they haven't fully clicked in with it or if it's more embodied although at, in this time and age I, I feel like most people's souls are not embodied in their bodies and what do you mean when you say embodied in <laughs> like um, usually when I see a person's soul it's outside of their body and I and and that often it looks like the soul is sort of floating like there's not a direct connection mm. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, I'm still feeling into and learning about what, what that means and, and what is healthy and what's not healthy, but that's what I notice is that sometimes I'll look and I can see the soul behind the person, like behind, above their head sort of, and then I go, oh, I know what this person needs in order to click into the soul and actually remember the soul and bring the full soul being in, through their body as opposed to having it sort of floating and not connected. And what was the first, do you have a moment that you kind of remember, do you feel like your soul was always embodied or do you have a moment where you had an awakening and you, you kind of realized that your soul clicked into 
mm. into place? I think my first conscious awareness of that was um, about seven years ago, seven and a half years ago, after my daughter was born. I, I met somebody and I had this feeling like I could see her soul and then and then I had this experience of feeling like I was um, merging with her soul and and I barely knew her I mean it wasn't like a really close friend or anything and then I had this really overwhelming feeling like I was in love with her but I knew that I wasn't and then she just she really wasn't meant to be in my life right she just it just that friendship just dissolved and so I was left with this question of, okay, what was that about? And I suddenly realized, oh, I could, if I can see her soul, I can see mine. Mm-hmm. And if I can merge with her soul, I can merge with my own. So then I, I did. I saw my own soul and I went, okay, well, this is my chance to merge with my own soul. Why don't I try that out? So I did. And it felt amazing. And then that was, that was the beginning of what I would call like my awakening period about seven and a half years ago. I, I think it started with that, actually. It was kind of the spark of, mm-hmm. of it for you. <clears throat> yeah. So a lot of people want to connect with spirit guides and loves, loved ones, and obviously you have a very strong gift that you were able to navigate this kind of on your own through your awakening. Do you have any tools or suggestions for people who want to do that because I've I've gotten that question asked a lot and I have no clue how to answer it because it just started happening to me overnight <laughs> right. um do you have any like do you recommend finding someone to help assist you do you feel like you can listen to a meditation or I think everybody's different so it's like um I think some people like you are going to be incredibly unusual and it's just going to happen and or like for me, it just is just part of, I think, what I came in from past lives and it just woke back up. Um, I, I, w- I did channel a series of four meditations that I have online as an online class that do help people to remember their, their soul self and their guides and um and to go essentially into the the cosmos or you know into existence and and become surrounded by whoever it is spiritually that needs to show up for them so um i mean that's one thing that has come through me to help people with that um but obviously i think you know everybody needs a different medicine so um It's hard to give a general answer. Yeah. And then, so another thing that you do, uh, you have this, so that's called the Sacred Soul Remembrance Course. Yeah. Is that the one? Okay. And we'll um, link that in the show notes. And then another one of your passions is astrology. Uh, What, I'd love to hear what you love about astrology and then to hear a little bit about where we've been in 2019 and then where we're going um, because don't know about anyone else but 2019 has been very challenging yeah. <laughs> and um 2020 is a 
feels like a big year is coming and what what we can kind of be conscious of as a collective and then on an individual level as well yeah um well I got into astrology I, I was interested in astrology in college so you know 20 years more than 20 years ago but um then I wasn't interested in it because I realized oh you know there's all these different ways of calculating the signs and so scientifically like what could this really mean so I got pretty uninterested um but then a year and a half ago I had this massive situation going on in my life um that was I was really struggling with and didn't make any sense and I was praying about it and I was seeing all these energies happening when I was praying and I was getting a lot of messages about what was going on energetically and then I spoke to my cousin who's really into evolutionary astrology and she said well you know what Martha is going on astrologically is x y and z and I said what how is that possible that's exactly what I'm being shown in my prayers the exact same energy so like at that time um there was an eclipse and Venus and Mars which are the essentially divine feminine and the divine masculine were in a particular um, relationship to each other and what I was being shown was the divine masculine and the divine feminine in that exact same relationship to each other in my prayer so what I realized was oh wow I think um, that astrology actually is showing or talks about real energies that exist that I I am shown somehow and so I got really intrigued and then kept praying and learning more about astrology and I kept realizing oh wow I really am actually seeing the same energies that are talked about in astrology like you have those experiences well yeah we too. have conversations <laughs> about that because I'll text you I just saw this in my prayers or I'm feeling this and then you'll pull up my chart and it's like well yeah that's exactly what's happening right and over and over and over, over it happens and over and yeah. over so that was pretty intriguing so then for the last year and a half I got pretty obsessed and and I took a year-long course with the astrologer Kai Pacha who's awesome yeah I've reposted several of his videos I think he's yeah. hilarious and also super tapped in super tapped but in. he's um he's out there and I love how just straightforward and honest he is with who he is mm -hmm. he's not trying to be a particular way he's just fully letting himself his soul speak into the world. Absolutely. And I took an in-person weekend class with him earlier this month and I and I got to see that he is really is the real deal. Like he's really promoting love in the in the world and it's not about ego for him. It's not about anything else. So anyway, he's awesome. Um <clears throat> but what he and a lot of other people are talking about in terms of 2020 and what I've been I've been creating this 2020 journal and so I've been going through all the the transits of 2020 and what I'm seeing also is that it's as though what Kaipacha says is that 2019 prepared us is, has prepared us for 2020 and 2020 is going to be preparing us basically for 2021 and so the overarching theme of what's happening is that as a lot of astrologers have been saying for a long time, you know, that we're quote unquote moving into the age of Aquarius and 
And what that means is that we're moving from <clears throat> a time where we're really focused on the physical three-dimensional world into um, a world that's more about egalitarian relationships with each other within society within ourselves where we're gonna be more um, like rather than focus on the polarities of you know masculine and feminine or uh, rich and poor we're going to naturally move into this phase of, of finding a way to honor everybody and um, not have it be an us versus them way of living so that's a big task and and a lot has to dissolve and get dismantled. A lot has to shift. <laughs> a lot has to change. Even though we can feel it coming, there's a lot of energy and that needs to dissolve. Yeah. Or transmute or something. Or get destroyed. Yeah. Or <laughs> Do any, something. Any because, of the above. Yeah. What I'm, I mean, there's so many transits that happen all year long and any year, but what I'm really drawn to is the fact that in 2020, um, first on January 12th, Saturn is going to conjunct Pluto in Capricorn. So that's, I can explain this in a second. But then Jupiter is going to conjunct Pluto three times. So once in um, in April, then again on June 30th, and then again on November 12th. <laughs> and and then, and so, so, and these are all happening in Capricorn. So Capricorn is the sign of... Um, it can be, I mean, so every, every sign is just a set of energies, right? That can kind of go any different direction. But the basic energies of Capricorn are a tap down, a top down authority kind it's of like structure, patriarchy, patriarchy, structure. um, that the messages of how things should be like, it can be, it can be, uh, pretty, <clears throat> yeah, a thought authoritarian, um, harsh, difficult, any of those things. It, but it also can bring an energy of really getting things done. Like it's about work and time and that you've got, you've really got to work for what matters to you and you've got to move forward in a methodical way and um, finish what you set out to complete. I mean, yeah, and so right. is that where we've been in 2019 or that's where 2020 really takes place in a lot of this Capricorn energy? So I feel like 2019 has, we've been moving through that because Saturn Pluto and the, the south node of the moon have all been in Capricorn during this time. So it's been dredging up a lot of this patriarchal stuff that we're not so interested in anymore. Yeah, we're seeing a lot in, in society and politics. But then yeah. I also think there's this um, the hustle mindset and the mm -hmm. overworking and, yeah. and, you know, just doing all of these things all the time, filling our schedules and our to-do lists yeah. seems to sit in that. And yeah. I imagine that started to shift at some point. Well, it's think, not sustainable. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are um, having their conception of what is normal or desired kind of knocked out from under them. I, that certainly has happened in my life. So <laughs> can't relate to that at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. So, uh, I but I think it's happening to a lot of people that we're suddenly going, oh wow, I knew I kind of didn't like this, but now I. It's actually getting taken away from me <laughs> so that I can move on to something else. And I think our whole society is seeing, it's very much in our faces right now, the, the reality of patriarchy and the reality of the 
difficult sides of things. So um, what 2020 is doing then is that Jupiter now is going to be moving through Capricorn in addition to Saturn, Pluto, and the south node of the moon. <clears throat> and what Jupiter does is it expands anything, right? It's the biggest planet. So as it comes through Capricorn, it's going to be hitting um, Pluto. And the, anyway, it's going to be going through all those Capricorn energies. And so, so is that like making all of those Capricorn energies we just talked about, it's making it bigger, basically bigger. like it can illuminating it, yeah. it, really putting it in our faces. Yeah. And what I feel like it's going to be doing and what other, like what Kaipacha talks about and other astrologers talk about is that it also, it's, it, last night I was thinking of it like, um, as though we, our structure of our society is like a building and, and Jupiter is going to come along like the, like a crane, you know, and it's going to take this big ball. Like a wrecking gonna, ball? <laughs> a wrecking ball. I'm having a vision of Miley Cyrus in her <laughs> wrecking ball music oh, video oh, right now. Yeah, and but this this conjunction between Jupiter and Pluto is going to happen three times, right? So it's as, so every time Jupiter is going to come to Pluto, Pluto being the deepest part of our soul, right? It's like <laughs> if our collective soul is this big building, oh, Jupiter God. is going to be the wrecking ball that's going to come along and go smash <laughs> three times, three times, cool. <laughs> but every time, but my feeling about it is that if and what I channeled in this. The introduction to this journal for 2020 is that if we're able to consciously kind of get ahead of that wave you know if we know hey we're about to be bludgeoned oh my gosh <laughs> like our entire building that we think is reality is about to be destroyed smashed by, yeah by buckle up <laughs> right um it, it will come crashing down probably still, <laughs> but but what I'm being told and what it's, I really feel like is true is that in that smashing process, if we're doing it consciously, we, we can take that moment to not only feel smashed, <laughs> which can be a good thing, not only a bad thing, um, we also can envision in those smashing times, okay, wait, what is it that we are moving toward? Like, this is our year to really again envision our alternative well yeah and it's these things are not working anymore right no. some this yeah. patriarchy and i mean we're seeing it in so much of society our, yeah, our economy all everything of it. and mm-hmm. so it's not working and really it does have to come crashing down and like you said it's not a bad thing if we can be aware and conscious of it mm-hmm. so that it doesn't feel like we are being smashed right it's not it's not our own souls it's these types of conditioning that we've over you know decades and centuries and however long have have become accustomed to and i think a lot of that goes back to survival yeah and we don't need that anymore right yeah and i think that's really a good point is that we are not the building that's getting smashed our soul exists in infinity right so we might feel like we are being smashed but we're actually not (laughs) no it's it's really what it is it's it's ultimately going to open up endless possibilities for this new way this new opportunity Mm -hmm. but we have to clear the we have to clear clear the way and i feel like 2020 is our chance to practice envisioning and then also as a collective practice trying out like okay we're envisioning this new thing in terms of whatever it is you know my soul is saying through me you know 
that I need to be different in this way, either individually or as a group or as a society. So let's try it out. And then if we come together consciously, not only individually consciously, but if we can come together consciously through this year, then um, we can practice these new ways. And then the super, super, super cool part about 2020 is December 21st, 2020, when Jupiter is going to conjunct Saturn in Aquarius, zero degrees Aquarius. So that's like the that's, shift is <laughs> that's the hallelujah. Okay. That's the a lot of people are saying that's when they feel like we really actually will initiate and enter quote unquote the age of Aquarius. Um, and I I feel that. <clears throat> I think that, that that matches what I'm feeling. And it matches what you're you've been kind of seeing in your own Yeah, I thing. I f- am channeling the new way. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really about Aquarius and how we can live in that this way with with technology because we can go back to well we want to we want things to be simple we want things to be you know uh, in line with nature and that's all beautiful and I think really important and the reality is we are in the age of technology and as you and I have talked about Aquarius is for really forward thinking and really about technology and so how do we infuse both of these sides of us as a soul so that we can be forward thinking and open-minded to this way and still respect our earth and nature and the natural way right and the other thing about Aquarius definitely is about technology and the future and cutting edge anything it's Einstein had a lot of Aquarius in his chart so he's kind of like the prototype of an Aquarian person um but another thing about Aquarius is that it's also about the collective and the and groups and and being egalitarian so the way I think of it and the way I'm feeling into it is that we're also being brought into a time where we experience and treat all parts of existence as equal which includes our planet (laughs) um so she is an alive being she and every little thing on the planet too it's like every and every star and every everything 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 that's also part of aquarius Mm. and so going back to the 2020 and energy with all these things happening every every one who on the planet is going to be affected differently because all of our charts are differently and we all have different energies but what is like something that we can sort of anchor into when we know these energies are coming if we're going to choose to be conscious about them which I think a lot of people are shifting into that mindset is there something that we can do as they're approaching to just help us move through them in a you know with some grace (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the thing that's coming to me and that came through when I channeled the beginning of the journal is, and that you and I have talked about, I think, I think the number one priority for most people, but again, everybody needs something different, right? But I think the number one priority would be to stay, to become and then stay extremely connected to your own soul, your own reason for being on the planet, your own connection to your own truth. And um, that, I think that's the ultimate anchor. And then 
I think to also anchor in with each other. Like once we find our own truths, uh, to link with each other. That's a big, big, big part again of the Aquarian. Yeah, it's energy. less about me, me, I'm special. Yeah. And more about we are all special and none of us are special because we're all the same. Right. And we're all we're all equal. Right. And a big another big part of that energy shift for me and and it again is related to what I've been channeling is that we're moving from a time of really seeking answers outside of ourselves Mm -hmm. which is totally appropriate sometimes but we've been in an age of pisces which is more about um like being in the ashram or having a guru or going to the priest or somebody who's going to tell us what god wants us to do or what god's saying and we're moving into more of a time of there has that there that has its place that absolutely has its place and it is really important especially if we're in a crisis, we're not going to be able to access that ourselves very often. But but I think what we're being called to do by God or whatever you want to call it is to remember, no, no, no. We're all equally part of the cosmos. We're all equally part of existence, literally. So, hey, we all have access to the same deal. Same and wisdom yeah. within ourselves. Right. Like we can access right anytime right anywhere and if we deny that or if we don't fully access that in our life i mean some of us are not just not meant to that's fine but if we did come here to access that and we don't do it we're really doing a disservice to ourselves and to the planet so um i think that's another big part of 2020 and moving into 2021 is for anybody who feels like they do have that calling and they haven't accessed that yet this is, this is the perfect time. This is the time. Yeah. Let's take a breather. Instead of an ad, we'll take a meditation break. Go ahead and settle into right here and right now. Move your body a little bit from side to side. And just feel all of your energy streaming through every part of your body. Your arms, your legs, your fingers, your toes. We're gonna breathe from the bottom of our feet up to the crown of our head. So bring your awareness to the tips of your toes, the soles of your feet, your arches and your heel. And on your inhale, breathe the energy up through your foot, through the ankle, through the front and back of the calf and shin up the knee as you exhale. Inhale again as you draw the energy up the knee, up the front of the thigh and the back of the hamstring, up your hip flexors, your groin, your glutes, up to the small of your back as you exhale. On your inhale, draw the energy through your lower belly, up your belly button, front of your chest, the middle of your back, your shoulder blades, up to your neck as you exhale. Bring your awareness to the tips of your fingers and breathe in the energy through your fingers 
up your hands, through your wrists, your forearms, elbows, upper arms, shoulders, and exhale again at the neck. Last one, we'll inhale through the neck, up the throat, over the front of your face, the back of your head, all through your hair, over your third eye, and out the crown of your head as you exhale. And take one long inhale, breathing from the bottom of your feet all the way up through your knees, your thighs, your hips, your low back, your belly, your chest, your arms, your neck, and again out the crown of your head as you exhale. Hopefully you feel a little bit more relaxed more present, you can step back into your day centered in yourself. So as as the collective, we're sitting here talking about this shift from the, uh, the me, the I am special, that I'm going to take control, the patriarchy, the rules top down, to the collective. I feel like there's some interesting things happening with the patriarchy and with the feminist mm-hmm. movement. I'd love yeah. to talk about that. I think it can be a little bit of a touchy subject. Well, I know it can be a little bit of a touchy subject because there is so much that has happened and there's so much pain and hurt associated with the way that the feminine has been treated for a long time. Yeah, And part of me struggles with it because we're so rah 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 feminine and it feels like some of that is then tearing down the masculine instead of showing up as the strong clear energy of the feminine and meeting the masculine and encouraging him to rise in his divine power instead of this control power yeah, it's something I've been sitting with a lot lately, as you know, and and I feel like in my own life, I've gone through this journey within myself about around, you know, gender dynamics and um, I oh, and really quickly to yeah. interject. Yeah. When we're saying masculine and feminine, we're we're really just talking energies. We're right. not talking men and gen- women. gender sex. This applies to yeah. anyone, any type of relationship and dynamic yeah just want to clear that because I definitely uh, it's also a, <laughs> a sensitive you know subject yeah but just in terms of the relationships between men and women I started out my life absolutely having it in my face you know that women are treated absolutely horribly in most of the planet right I mean I again grew up Bangladesh Pakistan Kenya and um and the United States, there's a lot of crap here too. So, um, it's all over the world, obviously, yeah. right? So, so I think like the peak of that for me was when I was 19. I think I told you this the other day. I went to Pakistan to visit my stepmom's family, and I was there for a month. And during that month, I felt something in me snap because 
I was ex- I was experienced. I was living in a village, no running water, no like dirt floors. It was the village of my my stepmom. Anyway, and just and I had a number of experiences watching how the women were being treated, and and something in me snapped, and I I went numb for about a month or two. So I came back to the United States. I was in college. I was 21, 20, about to turn 21. And I shaved my head and decided I want to be a lesbian separatist. (laughs) Which, you know, is pretty hilarious because I'm not a lesbian, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know. Oops. (laughs) Just got to try some things out. (laughs) Yeah, but I decided I hated men so much that I just, I wanted to go live in some weird place where they don't exist or something (laughs) somewhere that's not planet earth (laughs) i don't know but it was a thing at my college to be a lesbian separatist so i decided that was what i was gonna do and and i that lasted about i don't know a couple months (laughs) (laughs) but i've been there done that um you know i went to smith college for my master's degree and smith is in massachusetts and it's a ardent feminist wonderful college I mean phenomenal school but anyway um I've been there so I really get the feminist rage thing I really deeply get it and now at this point in my life I through a number of experiences and you know particular relationship I'm in this place now where I'm going hang on wait a second this is not actually healing Mm -hmm. this is not it's destructive to be in that place, to, you know, be so angry and to want to, to want to stand up for ourselves is great, but it's really, I feel us again, shifting into this place of this egalitarian thing where it's not that we're rebalancing the power dynamic. It's more that we are rebalancing. Like we don't need to, to one up men. It's like we swung so far the other direction yeah. and on the pendulum to yeah. be like, we are, we are so powerful that we need to be more powerful than you. And really, we it's almost like now the pendulum needs to swing back to the middle so that we can meet yeah. as and, equal. And so we can do energies real... Energies and balance, merge. Right, and now we can do real healing. Right. Like, not just an angry, I need to tell you everything that happened to me, which is, again, ha- totally has its place. Like, the Me Too movement absolutely has its place. Super important to say, look, this happened to me. Right. Excuse me. It's not okay. <laughs> uh, no, this is so not okay. And the reality is it's still, I mean, in social work, how many times did I see girls getting raped by their dad or whatever it is? Like, unbelievably horrific things that absolutely are not okay and need to be named, you know. But um, at the same time, <clears throat> unless unless we are in a crisis moment where we're really having to just name the thing, I really feel like we are in a time where we have this opportunity to sit with our even our own internal masculine and feminine and then also with a another human or you know eventually as a collective to do this where we sit face to face and really get it that we are we're not poles of like two ends of of spectrum we are actually like a yin and a yang Again, within ourselves and with each other. So, and then the collective. It's like and then the collective. different steps and phases of it. Yeah. So we we have each other in us, and we are ultimately meant to be one. You know. So how do we get to that? Well, that's really to me about incredibly deep and honest forgiveness, 
I mean, yes, naming the, the hurts on both ends and sitting with, I love you so much that your pain hurts me just as much as my own pain hurts me on both sides. Right. And if we can do that one-on-one or as a collective, I feel like that's really where the, the real healing is going to happen. And I feel like it's already happening. It's happening in my life. Um, on different Mine too. <laughs> yeah, your, yours too. <laughs> so um, that's my goal for us. And then for the on the masculine side, what are some differences that you see in the sort of traditional, in quotes, patriarchal masculine that we've experienced over quite some time versus the divine masculine that is an energy that's within each of us and then as a divine feminine being what's the, you know the opposite of that is the divine masculine so what are the differences that you notice in those two energies because they are not the same yeah um and that's something i'm still feeling into and learning about um i'm gonna be channeling my fourth book in january i think which is called love speaks and it's going to I'm going to be channeling about that question, I have a feeling. <laughs> uh, so I'm still learning. But what I'm feeling so far is that the divine masculine and the divine feminine are pure energies. They're not um, personalities. So they are the pure feeling of, for the masculine, you know, it's a little stereotypical, but the divine masculine so far what I can feel in it is that he holds space for the divine feminine Mm -hmm. the divine feminine is allowed to be receptive and to surrender to him and again this is within ourselves this is not like a person to a person necessarily this is just the energies of it uh and and the more patriarchal um human masculine of course we think of it as authoritarian again top down controlling controlling you are my woman right (laughs) um that has nothing to do with the divine masculine no and i what i feel with the divine masculine is it's almost like i can see the divine masculine in the in the patriarchal version in certain ways like Mm. because the divine masculine is so powerful Mm. so strong but there's a tenderness and a spaciousness and an awareness to that energy that does not seem to exist in the patriarchal version that is also powerful and strong yeah so it's like the the energy shifts from like i'm the boss to wow, I'm going to hold this container for yeah. for the feminine energy so that the feminine energy can be fluid and sensual and devoted and in the receivership. Right. And again, if I think of that yin and yang symbol, you know, it's like even if the, ma- the divine masculine is the divine masculine, exactly what you're saying, that divine masculine knows that he has this dot of the divine feminine in him so yeah they're like danced yeah they're danced with each other yeah so it's not right it's not an either or it's not that i am the strong one and she is the weak one it's not that it's no actually i'm soft and strong at the same time and i'm gonna hold her and she might hold me right 
and, and you can do that dance back and forth it's not yeah. just your one thing yeah and that we have an energy to move with each other in that dance so with that how how can we help cultivate the energy of what we're offering to the world and the way we're showing up with ourselves and with each other to really support the masculine in his rise because the feminine really does have a lot of a lot of support and I th- think actually I, I wrote a poem about this and it was the day that you and I channeled down at the beach um, I think it was in July on the eclipse or something like that but the the feminist movement has given the feminine a lot of support and so with that I feel like we need to sort of give back some of that support to the masculine so that he can really step up and step out of this fear of like gripping his power and control and release some of that to step into his truth his power that comes from his divinity not from needing to control yeah that was such a good question and something i've been feeling into a lot and i don't have the answer but i do feel like it goes back to being in that state of forgiveness like utter surrender to um to the ultimate unconditional divine love that is between the divine masculine and the divine feminine and uh the the divine masculine has a lot to answer for and because the masculine on this planet has done a lot of destruction that's absolutely true and so i mean um my instinct is that i do feel i do personally feel very supported in being the goddess or being the divine feminine or being you know allowing back through the priestess side of me or the all of that I feel very supported totally surrounded by any number of people who are willing to do that for me there's you know 10,000 groups of right goddess goddess, unite right all of that (laughs) um so I feel very held in that part of myself and then what I personally feel called to do at least you know on a smaller scale but I think eventually on a bigger scale is to be present to hold the divine masculine also so that he can be vulnerable like he can be the little boy who was also traumatized in this patriarchal society that trauma happens to all of us i mean misogyny is not actually about hating women it's about hating the feminine and about hating the feminine in all of us right and about power (laughs) it's it's about an abuse of power in general and that can get applied in so many different ways so so you know the men on this planet of course have also been affected by that hugely and um and i'm a mother of a boy right who's about to turn 13 so again i feel like part of my role as a woman or as the feminine if you want to call it that is to hold be present because i'm being held so now i can hold them and allow them to do whatever healing they need to do as they're holding me i mean not my son but you know the divine masculine, masculine. is holding me so it's a it's yeah, a sort of like meeting forth. each other mm-hmm. just 
in raw vulnerability. Yeah. Like, I see you. Yeah. You see me. Yeah. Let's hold each other. Yeah. So that we can both heal and join. Yeah. And your within pain. ourselves and then yeah. with others. And your real true pain is actually my real true pain. Yeah. There's no difference. So So I want you to heal as I heal. Yeah. And I want you to feel held because I need to be held too. Ah, oh, it's so beautiful. It's so hard. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> Not so much easy. easier said than done. Yeah. I'm honestly really excited. I think that 2020 holds the potential for a lot of um, terrible things. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, but, but if you can't yes. laugh about it, then <laughs> what can't you do? <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be really hard for a lot of people or maybe, I don't know. <laughs> so give us those times again. We're talking. Well, it's already started. Oh, okay. But, no but, going back now. But um, big dates. Big dates are January 12th, April 4th, June 30th, and November 12th. Those are like... And then December 21st, 2020 is like... It's like, woohoo! We need to all have a party or something. Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah. And okay, so my, my final question, and it's something I ask everyone, is do you have a daily practice and what does that look like? do I talk about it I talk about it a lot I think it's so important and it's it's different for all of us and it changes as we go so I'd just love to hear what what yours looks like now and if it's the same every day or if you mix it up um I mean I pray every day at least once you're like <laughs> so. all day long all I do is pray basically <laughs> no, I do a prayer every morning before I get up um while I, I do Reiki on myself <laughs> in the morning and pray while I'm doing the Reiki on myself and I have this whole set of prayers that I do that essentially clears everything out of my body other than divine light and then at the end of my prayers I ask like once I'm fully cleared and light then I ask I I say I am highest source light what is mine to do and then I get shown energetically um, in visuals in my mind what energy I'm supposed to embody that day whatever that means and it can it's all different things every day Um, but if I'm you know, having a hard day or <laughs> any of the above. Also, all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> then I will sometimes pray twice, three times. Not usually more than three times, probably sometimes. But, or, yeah, at certain points, you know, just lie there for hours praying. <laughs> no, just depending on what I need. Um, and, and, of course, in terms of the work I'm doing now, I mean, I'm channeling a lot. So that's... That's an incredible practice just to be doing that as my work. Right. It's like part of your work really is praying. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. it looks different than, yeah, know, depending on what you're doing. But right. it really is being t- totally Constant. tapped in and connected. Yeah. yeah. Basically all day. <laughs> so, um, And then the other thing I do is go to yoga, what, six, seven days a week. So... I get a lot that moves through me when I'm moving my body. So either doing yoga or going for a walk by the ocean or being out in nature, you know, different places in nature will just call me sometimes and I'll go and sit 
Like this morning I went and sat this one sacred spot because the spirit of that place was wanted me to, so I did. Um, those are my main things. And then before we wrap up, do you have um, one mantra or just a message that you feel called to to really share? Mm. Well, again, I my goal for people and what the spirit world seems to be asking me to do in particular is to remind anybody who needs that message that we are all highest divine light we are all literally made from the same things the stars are made out of i mean that's a scientific fact <laughs> what did we come from existence right <laughs> so where did the stars come from existence um and so i think uh i don't know about a mantra but just a reminder that you know you really really are here to be that divine self and and my wish for everybody is that they they can remember that in whatever form is right for them and have the chance to fully embody why they came to the planet and and then and one you know the question that that I, I just said that I ask every day that I think is a really good one is I am highest divine light what is mine to do and if we can all get to the point where we can hear that and see the answer or know the answer and do it and then have the courage to yeah to do it do it yeah, yeah every day all day long like, wow that's it like well, it's that. a continual check-in it's like you're saying it at the beginning of mm-hmm. of the day but you've had quite a lot of practice now yeah. in following that wisdom and that guidance but really it's it's a continual check-in mm-hmm. is this is what i'm doing is the way i'm acting is the way i'm speaking yeah my voice into the world that divine light exactly. is it is that what's mine to do or am i speaking out of something else exactly that does not really belong to me yeah that's my wish that's my big overarching wish for Mm -hmm. our whole planet beautiful well thank you so much for being here where can people find you we talked about your soul remembrance course you do astrology you do body work you have books you have a lot of offerings yeah um my website is livingtheonelight.com and all the links to the courses, the books, make, you know, having sessions with me, it's all on my website. So that's probably the best. The best place to yeah. go for everything. The books are all on Amazon. The journal will be coming out probably before this podcast. Yeah, this out. journal. Oh, my gosh. It's, <laughs> it's going to be so cool. You've been I'm sharing excited. some of it with me, but I'm excited to get it and use it, especially with everything that sounds like is coming and I know I want it (laughs) I want it I'm making it really because I want well I'm making it because I was told to make it but it's going to have a list of all the major transits of 2020 and little explanations about them and and then guidance for bringing through your own wisdom in that moment and what that energy is doing for us as a collective so I'm really excited about the journal me too amazing well thank you so much for being here Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Divinity Unbridled. If you are enjoying the podcast, please rate, 
review, and subscribe on iTunes, and we'll see you next time.